Welcome to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia. All right, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for joining me on this show. I have a treat for you. This is another fantastic interview from Michelle Fondon. Now, you're going to find out very quickly that Michelle is an incredible speaker, and she actually is a speaker, not besides an author, but she's so well-spoken, and she gets her message across so clearly. It's an absolute pleasure to have her on the show. This book and topic we're talking about is The Wheel of Healing with Ayurveda, and it's an easy guide to a healthy lifestyle. Now, there's so much information in this book. Of course, I had to narrow it down. But like I said, Michelle does a great job of getting her point across and answering my questions. And you know, it was an absolute pleasure to provide this interview for you. So sit right back and enjoy. We got all that coming up. This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, welcome back to another edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Hear it all about Michelle on the intro. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thank you so much, Drew. It's our pleasure. So today we're talking about healing with Ayurveda. Well, you know what? I want to know some some basic things about this way of living. But first of all, why don't you give our listeners a chance to resonate with you a little bit and how you got into this way of teaching? Yeah, so I was introduced to Ayurveda actually through illness, through my own illness. Um, when I was 28 years old, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer and I went through all the traditional treatments that you would when you go to the doctor. Um, and But I, I really wanted to know what was the root cause of my illness. And a friend of mine handed me the book uh, Perfect Health by Deepak Chopra. This was back in 1999. And I was introduced to the concept of Ayurveda and it made so much sense to me because it really did help me get to the root cause of what caused me to get sick in the first place and how could I regain balance so I wouldn't have to be faced with cancer or any other major life-threatening disease ever again. After you found this book, what, what, was there an aha moment or what came about that you were like, well, this is where I could find the root of my issue? Yeah, you know, the thing with Ayurveda is that it takes you through every part of your health and wellness in every aspect of your life. And it really takes you to um, your own body, mind, soul, and spirit, including not only um, the emotional aspects of who you are, but also the extended body, which are your relationships, your job, your um, family life, even the location where you live. And so it helped me to look at each of these aspects of myself and say, okay, what areas of my life are imbalanced and how can I get these back into balance? And Ayurveda really teaches you how to go to that and, and really look deep and and that was really what helped me. And that, and it, it was so holistic in nature that that's really what attracted me to it the most. Now, where did, I guess, when I think about any kind of major disease, um, I, most, I would say, most don't look to the root of the issue, which I think is the best place to find the issue. Where did that come from within you to not just say it's okay or, or these are the external remedies or conventional medicine that is either going to fix me or it's not. Where did it come from for you to look deep down and find what's really going on? You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just my inquisitive mind. Even as a child, I never accepted anything as is. I always wanted to know why. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it was just understanding the reasons why. For me, it did not make sense. 
um, on an intellectual level because I was 28 years old. Um, I had been living a relatively healthy lifestyle. I think like all 20-something-year-olds, you know, you have your moments where you go party, you go drinking, maybe smoking. But um, but for the most part, I had been teaching aerobics. I was a, mo- a young mom with two small kids. Um, I thought I knew what healthy eating was about. And so me being sick, all of a sudden, it really seemed a sudden onset of illness, which it isn't upon studying Ayurveda, but it just didn't make sense to me. I said, how can somebody get sick this young who's relatively healthy? There must be something deeper than this. There must be something that causes the body to get ill. And, And really, it was just my inquisitive mind and and really the wanting to never get sick again that was really what drove me to digging deeper and then so what did that look like for you your healing journey you yeah know. so you know I, start, I did start with my diet most people they're going to start with the physical health so they're going to look at the diet you know what am I eating what am I putting into my body how can I modify it and for me I really did start with um, you know I've been living a mostly vegetarian diet um, I actually went vegan for a time during my whole treatment um, which I'm not I'm no longer vegan nor does Ayurveda really say that you must go vegan but um but I did. I looked at my diet. I, I looked at my. I was already exercising. I was running at the time. I was diagnosed with cancer. I was running like five days a week, five miles a day. You know, so I was already exercising. I was doing yoga, um, but I really had to look, dig deeper into some of the other issues. So I looked um, into the chakras and. And I looked into my relationship. So one of the big um, issues was not only my relationship with my mother, but my relationship with my husband at the time. And those were some areas that I really didn't want to look at. I always put it on the back shelf. And I, and I said, you know what, I, I just, it was scary for me to take a look at that. And what I realized was through those relationships, I had allowed myself to become ill. I had allowed myself to become severely out of balance. And so, you know, and there was healing my past as well. There were some issues from my past that I hadn't really moved on and moved beyond. And so those are some of the areas that I looked at. I looked at certainly more areas than that, but those are some of the key areas that I looked at in order to um, help heal. I love what you're saying because many of us would feel that we're healthy if we're looking after our what we're eating, what we're putting in our body and, and exercising, you know, every day. And... And I also believe just exactly what you're saying that there's there's internal issues that we don't deal with that we push to the side. And I feel like the the longer we let that kind of manifest within our body, it comes out on us physically somewhere without addressing it. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's 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 real. <laughs> and um, you know, because the mind body is so interrelated, you can't even separate it. So something worth definitely taking a look into. And Ayurveda helps to teach you that. After you found this Deepak. Chopra book, Perfect Health. Mm-hmm. I know you you went to uh, school to study this and you just started to learn more about yourself and more about spirituality and all of Ayurvedic has to offer. Is that is that where we're at? Yeah, here? yeah. So actually, you know, I, w- I had been practicing an Ayurvedic lifestyle for a few years, throughout um, three or four years, and it helped me tremendously. So one of the things about thyroid cancer is that when you get your thyroid removed, you're considered to be hypothyroid. So that means um, an underactive thyroid will 
once it's removed, obviously you don't have a thyroid. <laughs> but um, so there's a whole host of symptoms that I was experiencing um, that through that, and I was suffering greatly. It was it was very bizarre. I went from feeling fine with the cancer and the tumor um, to feeling completely and utterly sick every single day. And so I began practicing an Ayurvedic lifestyle. And I, I began to feel better, and so I experienced life symptom-free, which was amazing in comparison. And so it wasn't until, um, you know, a few years down the road when my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, his father was suffering from kidney failure, and he was going to have to go on dialysis. And, and he said to me, hey, you know so much about healthy living and about, you know, these alternative modalities of healing, could you teach him? Could you help him? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not even doing this professionally. How can I do this? (laughs) But I put together actually like a 32 page plan um, to help him. And what was funny is that he actually sat and listened to me. And when he started living this lifestyle, he he lost like 30 pounds within a month. He, his, um, creatinine levels, which are the levels of toxicity within the kidneys, they actually went down. Um, all these things happened and I was like, whoa, I was like, wow, I really have something here. (laughs) And really that's what drove me to learn how to teach it. And so can you give us, maybe, can you give us, uh, we talked earlier off air how there's so many little areas I would love to cover in this book, but (laughs) maybe the simplest form of, uh, aerovatic lifestyle. Is that a fair question? Yeah. I'm sorry. You'd like to know the the simplest? Well, but maybe for someone that hasn't heard of this or they have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it's just this. Um, So basically, um, an Ayurvedic lifestyle is really, it's, it's going to be, it will begin through the physical health. So the Ayurveda divides people into mind-body types, and those are called in Sanskrit, the word is called doshas. And they're based on the five elements of space, air, fire, water, and earth, which exist everywhere. They exist on earth, they exist in the universe, they exist within us, of course. And everybody has a different proportion of these um, elements within them, and those are called the doshas, or the mind-body types. And so based on your mind-body type, you're going to eat in a certain way. So meaning that, um, for example, there's one mind-body type that has um, a higher proportion of space and air. And so if you have a higher proportion of space and air, um, you're going to exhibit certain personality traits and certain symptoms. And so to balance out that mind-body type, you're going to need some of those other elements to help balance it out. So it's really based on diet, exercise, um, daily routine, seasonal routine. Herbal medicine is included within that. Um, but it's really based on balance versus imbalance. So Ayurveda is not going to look at you as a set of symptoms. Um, it's really going to look at you as, um, are you living your life balanced accordingly, according to your mind-body type and according to your environment? Where does this come from, I guess? Where does this way of living come from? Where's the root? Um, it actually comes from India. It's a 5,000-year-old medical system from India. It's a complete medical system. So even back thousands of years ago, um, not only do they practice this form, it's a consciousness-based system. So um, it, it really ties in all those aspects of yourself as I spoke about in the beginning. So, um, but even they, they even practiced surgery back then. But, you know, things like herbal medicine, which is their pharmacology and surgery, um, those are really the last two resorts. It's really more about preventive health versus curative health. 
I love that. I always try to look at prevention before treatment. I think that's really where you get the root of the issue from. Michelle, let's take a quick break, but we'll come back and we'll dive more into some of the questions I have. So stay with us. Just a quick word from our sponsor, MAK Mystic Expressions. Now, this is a Himalayan salt company. They have all kinds of different products. My favorite is the Himalayan salt lamp. I have some in every room. Now, this will put your room, it will put your whole house at ease. It's just a very nice, calming light. And it also has positive ions that it releases to relax your home. They also have salt grinders, cutting boards, shakers, everything you need to improve your lifestyle with pink Himalayan salt. Check them out at makmystic.com. Exploring mind and body with True Form's True Tadia would not be possible without the help from the following sponsors. AG Foods in Didsbury, Health Street in the Cornerstone Shopping Center Olds, and Shoppers Drug Mart, working together to help build a healthier tomorrow. For more information on True Form Life, True Tadia, or to find out how you can become a sponsor, visit exploringmindandbody.com. Okay, welcome back to Exploring Mind and Body. We have Michelle Fondin online and we're talking all about her book, The Wheel of Healing with Arveda. And it's an easy guide to a healthy lifestyle. Now, Michelle, there's so many topics in this book. There really is. Do you have a favorite? I know that's a difficult question. Do you have a favorite part of it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you know, I, I, gosh, it's all so useful. But uh, one thing that's often not addressed in speaking about health is your life's purpose. And in the wheel, um, I present eight aspects of health or eight spokes of health. And those are physical health, emotional health, healing your past, relationship health, spiritual health, occupational health, which is your job, of course, financial health, which is closely linked, your environment, environmental health. But in the center of the wheel, which has all those wonderful aspects that we want, like bliss, peace, love, creativity, all those wonderful aspects, really it leads us, it guides us to our life's purpose, to why are we here? What is our purpose? I really believe that many people get sick because they're not living their life's purpose. They're living so out of balance with who they're supposed to be. They're always trying to impress somebody else or live up to somebody else's standards or expectations, but they're not really living their purpose as to why they're here. And so, um, in the book, in the beginning of the book, I put this purposefully in the beginning of the book, um, I really discuss on how to discover your life's purpose. And of course, it's difficult to say what someone's life purpose is, but yeah. can you give us some tips, someone that listening that is going to go pick up your book and say, this is going to help me out? Um, any tips around finding your life purpose? Yeah, you know, what I always say to to people is that, you know, because this is not something we often think about, right? We thought, we think about achievements, we think about goals, we think about getting the education, um, buying that first house, buying the car, getting married, having a family. Um, we think about all these things in terms of goals with our career. Um, however, <laughs> we don't often think about why am I here? What is, what is the meaning of this? What is my purpose? So I say look to your natural talent first. So you're going to look to your talents. What are you good at? What do you naturally, um, what do you naturally gravitate toward? And the second thing are, what are your passions? Now your passions aren't necessarily your talents. Your passions could be just something you love doing, but you're not necessarily good at, but it's something that you could work at to become good at. Um, and then I would say, look back to your past when you were a child. What did you talk about becoming when you were about seven, eight, nine years old before our minds were, um, 
formed by society. <laughs> you know, what, what did you really say to your parents? Hey, you know, I, I really want to do this when I grow up. And then oftentimes the parents would respond back, well, you know what, let's be practical. Let's do something else. <laughs> um, but, you know, what, and that's really a good place to start. A good place to start with your talents, passions, and, and what you wanted to become as a child. And, and really that gives us little clues, little hints as to what our life's purpose is. I love the, I think that we can learn so much from children if we weren't so busy telling them what to do. What to do, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I actually had that down. That's cool that you brought that up because we, I talked about there's so many different points, but I have that down here. I've had, on my notes, I have page 33. Uh, can you talk about you have a life purpose? So <laughs> that's, that's great. That's pretty We're on cool. the same page then. <laughs> uh, for sure. In my book, I actually wrote Truths and Lies. So I said, write down what's really true about yourself and what lies you tell yourself. And that's what kind of popped out in when I was looking through your book. And it said, the phrases that you repeat that are negative and phrases that you repeat to yourself that are positive. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so much to be said about, you know, what our inner dialogue is. You know, we don't often pay attention to our inner dialogue and and not only that, but our inner dialogue becomes our outer dialogue. Um, we present ourselves either in a really positive light or we present ourselves in a really negative light. And so, but it all starts with that inner dialogue. It all starts with that conversation that you have with yourself each and every day. And it's, it's what kind of conversations are going on in your head. You know, are they resonated around, you know, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I am capable, I'm worthy, um, I'm talented. Or do they revolve around, you know, like I'm not enough, um, I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, I'm too, I don't have enough education, you know, and we don't listen so much to these conversations and it's so important that we focus inward on what conversations are we already having with ourselves and those conversations can either empower us or they can make us weaker. Um, and so, and there's no reason why, and, and you know, in, in talking about healing our past, um, that's really part of the whole conversation. The whole part of the conversation is how much of your past are you holding on to? How much of those past perceptions of what happened to you and whoever raised you and in your environment growing up, how much of that are you holding on to? Because a lot of that can determine what our own self-talk is like. And, and you don't have to hold on to those stories of the past. You can move beyond them because guess what? You're a new person today. You're every day is a new opportunity, a new chance to be a different person than the one you were yesterday. Absolutely. I love that. I think sometimes we've been told something, whether it's on the playground or a parent or a family member, we've been told something at a young age and then we keep telling ourselves it's so often and that's what we believe. That's what we, we become. Yeah, absolutely. And, and a lot of it's not even true. You know, I, I tell the story in the book of how um, I was never good at sports. You know, I was more the ballerina, the actress, the singer. And when I went to play sports, you know, in, in school, I was the last one chosen on the team. And you know how embarrassing that is <laughs> when you're in <laughs> PE class and you're the absolute, nobody wants you on their team. And, you know, I was a, a left-handed and everyone was teaching me to play sports with my right hand. And, and I just grew up with this notion that I can't play sports. I'm no good at it. And, you know, as an adult, I carried that all the way to my adulthood. And if you were to ask me, hey, Michelle, do you want to go play tennis? My answer to you would probably be, you know what? I really don't want to play. I'm not very good. I can't <laughs> play sports with balls, you know? And it's, 
And the thing is, it's not even true. I don't have any experience playing tennis, so how can I be good at it? You know, so we we have these limitations that we really put upon ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so true in in many different ways. We just have this perception of ourselves. We don't even give ourselves the opportunity to be good at it. Michelle, just before we wrap up here, I want to give you a chance to talk about what you're doing, where we could find more information about you, what, what, what's going on in your life and how you're improving lives with all the different things you're speaking in workshops and t- talk about talk about yourself a little bit. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So, you know, I've written this book, The Wheel of Healing with Ayurveda. I also have a companion workbook called The Wheel of Healing with Ayurveda Companion Workbook that just came out. It's on Amazon. Um, I have an audio set called The Secrets of the Wheel of Healing, which will help you expand and learn a little bit more about Ayurveda. It's an eight-CD set. Um, But I also am doing an online meditation course where I teach you how to meditate. This is a course that I've taught at my studio, and I started a pilot online webinar course um, last month, and it's been really successful, so I'm carrying on and offering that as well. Um, I have a Perfect Health Weekend upcoming in September in Herndon, Virginia, for anyone that's uh, near the East Coast in the United (laughs) States. Um, And I'm also doing an online Ayurvedic course um, called the... Immersion into the Wheel of Healing with Ayurveda. And you have all this information at Michelle? MichelleFondon.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my first and last name. And then we can follow you. You're on, well, I guess that, that'll be your hub, but we can find you on social media and all that jazz. Absolutely, well. yeah. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, Tumblr. But yeah, so you can look up Michelle S. Fondon and you can find those pages. Okay, I'll link your contact information. I'll have a, with this with this show will be a blog post with show notes and all your links. So we'll, we'll help direct traffic your way as well. Oh, thank you so much. Sir. I really appreciate that. Yeah, it's our pleasure. And it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for this book. It, it's such, it gives me such a, I don't know, such a base. I can pass it around to my clients and I can pick it up when I need something. What I like about it most maybe is that you can pick it up and start reading just about from anywhere and, and you'll learn something. You don't have to read it from front to back. Yeah, so. no, that was my intention. Definitely writing the book. But anyways, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for your time and for coming on the show and for offering such valuable information for our listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Drew. Set deep in the majestic foothills, the Sundry Golf Club boasts stunning views of the Red Deer River and the Rocky Mountains. Along Sundry's recently restored 18-hole course, you'll enjoy a haven of flourishing trees, exquisite water features, rolling greens, and a fair challenge to all golfers with improved, more forgiving fairways. We invite you to discover why this spectacular course is a must-play for all levels, a true golfer's paradise. Call the book your tee time today at 403 63 Alright, so that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being a part of our Exploring Mind and Body community and everything we're doing with True Form Life. You can check out Michelle Fondin at michellefondin.com. I'm going to link everything in the show notes. So, Stay tuned for that at exploringmindandbody.com. And once again, thank you, Michelle, for taking some time to join us on the show and offering such valuable information. I want to thank Jameson Brown for edits. And that's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia, in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit exploringmindandbody.com. 
Exploring mind and body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia would not be possible without the help of GDK Gravel and Sand. GDK Gravel and Sand, now offering all products in half and one yard bags. Give them a call today for more information. 1-877-335-2091.